Honesty. Let's talk about honesty. It's very important to tell the truth. Don't be a liar. People respect and admire honesty. None of that shit's true. I'm sorry. I don't know why I lied to you right then and there. Ah, uh, yeah. When you read a history book, you'll know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. At the very least, be honest with your family and friends. Don't go lying to your old man. Don't go lying to your mom. You want to be truthful to them, okay? And unless it's going to hurt their feelings or ruin their day, if that's the case, by all means, lie. Spare, spare them the pain and the anger, you know what I mean? You can't be running around telling everyone the truth. What are you, an asshole? In all seriousness though, be honest with yourself. Be true to you. Because there's nothing sadder than someone who thinks they're awesome when they really suck. Like say you turn out to be a seven, which is very unlikely because, you know, it's just not gonna happen. You got the, all right. Be an honest seven. Be confident, be like, all right, I'm a seven. That's cool, I'm happy with me. A confident seven will get a lot farther in life than a douchey 10. That's the truth. Shit, that's kind of a lie too, now that I think about it. Damn it. All right, long story short, do whatever you can to be a 10. That is the key to life. Be a 10. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your man Kyle Means back on the back on the block here. Uh, War on Anchor podcast. We're doing our thing. Uh, been a minute since I've talked. I didn't do a, uh, a f- I didn't do a freestyle Friday last week. Uh, I'll explain that in in uh, probably coming up in the next Friday show. But you know, it was, it was a pretty busy weekend for me. But I want to kick off this this next week pretty. You know, doing pretty strong, and I think I'm doing that with a great guest here, my man Joe Kilgallen, a great comic, a real Chicago guy, doing his thing, man. And he's and he's coming out with a new album called Can't Complain, and he's gonna have a big release party for his for his album uh, coming up this Friday, uh, the 20 uh, 21st at uh, North Pub on North Avenue here in Chicago, a great place to see comics in general. I've seen Joe there quite a few times with uh, Dave Hellum's showcase. And uh, Joe, man, uh, thanks for coming on, man. A lot of great success for you coming up now, man. Uh, How how do you feel about this new album coming out? Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for that uh, great story. Uh, You remember more than details than I did. What's the day There you go. You know, it, it, it's technical. Sometimes you just got to get those technical wins, man. That's that's all we need, yeah, man. Yeah, technical wins are big. It's all about the technical wins. 
Hell yeah, man. But it, it, it's, it's great. You know, you, we got to count in with the success, too. You know, you having a, a new child and everything. Your, your family's growing, man. And, you know, I remember the first time I met you and talked to you, you know, you were, you were, uh, we talked a bit about, you know, what it was like for you to, to move to LA and to bring your family back to Chicago, which is your hometown and the town that you felt was better off for, you know, raising a family. You know, at, that was like a, a year or two ago, you know, at this point now, how do you feel about, you know, making that decision and, you know, what does it mean to you to, to keep, you know, growing your family and, and have that personal success along the line with your growing comedy career? Oh, uh, it feels great. I think I mean, personal success is more important than any other kind of success. Um, I remember talking to you the first time was exactly two years ago, almost exactly two years ago. This Facebook memory popped up. Like this past week, I did that Dave Helen show at North Bar about two years ago. Like the people I only just came back a couple weeks before that show. So they back about two years. Okay. And it's been great because, you know, my, my first son is a little over two now. He was born in LA and then you know there for a couple months and I just kinda of realized that something about Chicago, you know, makes club and you know, and I always felt like I was just on a long vacation in LA. You know, I didn't hate LA. A lot of people just assume that Chicago and gay go out there and it's like I rock to happy or whatever, but you know, screw LA. But I, I kinda liked LA. But I knew a uh, big picture for me, you know, family being super important to me and I wanted to be in Chicago. So, thing Chicago is, is um, popping right now. There's a lot of things going on. Since I've been back, I've done a commercial, done a couple commercials, which is super cool. And uh, you know, been a diehard company my entire life. Two online, mine, but you know, cool commercial. And uh, I've done episode of Chicago Med. I've, uh, I've got so many great shows, so many great comedians who are coming through. I've been traveling a lot, so I still travel. Not as often because I don't want to get away from the family as much. And you know, closer to. Um, you know, my siblings all school in Chicago. Uh, you know, my dad's got my here. here. Uh, my wife's family's all here. So it's been really nice where if I had to go for an audition like Wednesday at noon and my wife's at work, I could luckily have someone watch my kids while I go run off and do that. Where in LA, I didn't have family. You know, a lot of friends, but you're going to trust comedians to watch your kids? Do it, okay? <laughs> Not my big son. Yeah, definitely, and and you you really getting on your one man band shit, man. It's like you you doing the stand up constantly, of course. You know, you're producing comedians you should know every week, right? You uh, yeah. you know, you got uh, uh we'll, we'll we'll plug that a little later too. But uh, you know, you got two podcasts, right? You got Kill Gallons Pub and uh, Comedians Talking Baseball. So you know, we're, we're gonna get into some baseball talk in a minute, but uh, you know. Did, as far as doing all this work goes, you know, is, is this the this really was the plan for you when you moved back to Chicago? Do you think it was it was important for you to not only 
be productive, but be productive al- al- along a wide base of things that that really uh, was was in the plans. First album you did uh, called "Pay Attention." And you, you released. So you released that when you were in LA, still, right? Yeah, that one um, came out 2015. I was in LA. I recorded in Chicago. I produced in LA. The cover photos are taken in Brooklyn, so it's kind of the whole country thing. And um, yeah, it came out September 2015. It opened real well. It opened and I opened number one. Yeah, for a couple days. And yeah, it did pretty well. I was happy with that for a first album. Um, I've never done a couple things differently with it as far as how I uh, released it, as far as doing some press and stuff like that. Kind of, um, well, right now, I don't think that matters as much. You just want to get in as many people's hands as possible. So, what I should have done with that one, which I'm doing with this one, I, I filmed both of them. But that one was filmed, and I did nothing with the film. Maybe you could take both of the specials and sell them, you know, uh, to Netflix like Chappelle did, you know. Get you a good, nice 50 mil. Take their old stuff and put it out there. So it's not a bad plan right now. I started an article on Netflix. Someone's going to buy them, I think. Here's a little inside information for your listeners. I'm going to put a little bug in there. I love Netflix. I'm surprised to read it. I guess they're like, oh, fine, get that. Um, they're worried that they need someone to bail them out because Disney is about to come out with their version of like Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. All the Marvel movies, all the Marvel shows. If Disney owns everything. Disney owns your podcast. I don't know if you hear that. Disney owns- <laughs> oh, shit. 
No wonder our budget went up. <laughs> Oh yeah. And I just kind of I wonder if they have that shit to someone else now who's gonna go to who's gonna get involved with Amazon get involved, uh now that Netflix is showing uh vulnerable. Yeah, it it's really interesting how that how that happened and the way that, you know, over the years comedy is repackaged and like it you no know, you know, people talk about whether well, comedy is stand up hot or is it is it fading or is it hot is is it, is it as hot as it used to be? But it's like there's always someone out there, like you say, who whether whether it's HBO or it's Comedy Central or now or stream some streaming service that wants to profit off of off of standups, and it's like, you know, I, I guess it's a good thing for you guys. You know, it gives you a, a, a chance to to uh, make money off of what you guys do, and, and it gives you an outlet. But you know, it, it seems it seems to be a, a lot that's out of y'all's control too when it comes to the market and and. How long these platforms uh, are available to you? Yeah, and there is a lot of your control, so that's why I think you're doing smart with the podcast. Anyone who's running a podcast right now, I think is really smart because you can control a lot of the podcast. You know, you you can control how much content you put out. You can work your ass off to figure out ways to get people's attention. But at the end of the day, you just want someone's attention. That's kind of why I called my first album paying attention. I kind of wanted to be taking notice a little bit. <laughs> right, right. I thought, oh, I'm kind of under the radar. You know, so I'll say pay attention to what you hope you really like. You know, who's this guy? Like, I was up to an uh, album title, pay attention. Like, I just like, came to the continent to it. Like, like, hey, you know, let's all pay attention. Right. So kind of what I'm going with that one. And uh, I called this one Can't Complain because I feel like I can't complain. You know, I feel like my life's really good right now. And the joke is that as a comedian, you need things to complain about. Every comedian complains about stuff. It makes it funny, though. And um, I'm like, what the hell am I going to complain about? Like, this is great. I've got three thousand balls in my life. What the, what the fuck can I complain about, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, so it, I think YouTube is where it's at and along the way. It's just saying, look at the market. Like, you know, we're kind of central methods all this stuff. And, and we, I know so many great comments where oh, they should be doing more than they should be doing. So whenever, like, a local Chicago comic gets their just due, I'm like, that's great. Dave Helen is making starting to make waves. Dave's hilarious and working really hard. There's a guy like Kevin Bozeman. I don't Kevin Bozeman. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He should, he, should have been, he should be way more famous than he is. I mean, he should be... To me, that's like one of the funniest dudes out there. And I've never seen him have a bad fat. And yet, if you're a theater with American, you're a Kevin Bozeman. The answer's no. That shit like that pisses me off. But there's nothing you can do about it. I, but I do think YouTube is kind of... Uh, I think that's a kind of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for I don't know I think that's like going to be the like the secret thing with stand-up comedy I mean I know YouTube's been out forever it's not new but I think the way people view things has changed like I read a thing that Netflix people don't watch the full hour when they watch specials yeah. that kind of Bert Kreischer was on a show and he said that Netflix told him that on average people will turn off a special after 30 minutes Wow. Even if it's less, that's what they like. So he put his closer at the 30 minute mark 
get all the way to the 30 minute mark, it's like, ooh, this is what they're about to change the channel or turn it off. I think it's because there's, we have so much entertainment right now. So much. You know, you could, you, you could like, you can't even want to put in your pocket yourself. You don't have to watch all the best stuff. Yeah. So, to ask somebody, hey, do you want to watch this one guy or girl talk for an hour, kind of asking a lot, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. people want to see that live. If you go to a live show, you're cool with seeing them, you know, chill it for an hour. But to sit down and watch for an hour is a little different. But YouTube, people break it up into clips. Right. Here's this joke. Here's Joe Kilgallen on, um, you know, being a dad. Here's uh, Bill Burr on, um, you know, uh, traffic. Here's, you know, the L. You can say the comic's name and then they're pink on this. Here's Chris Rock on. Black Lives Matter. Here's uh, Dave Chappelle on Legal Week. Here's this comic on this you know, so comic name and then subject matter. You click it, oh, three and a half minutes. Yeah, I got time for three and a half minutes. And then when the three and a half minutes is over with, YouTube will say, hey, do you want to keep watching this guy? And it's totally it's your choice. So I think that's what's cool right now about YouTube. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, man. And and, and you have your own uh, YouTube page, right? Well, give, give us an yeah, address for that. Yeah, I okay, The album Can't Complain, Joe Kilgallen. He's going to have a big release party at North Pub this Friday, 21st, here in Chicago, man. Uh, go check it out if you're in town. Who's, who's going to be, uh, you're going to have some other comedians with you. Who's going to be on, on stage with you that night? Love Russ. Love Russ. No bullshit. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. It, it, it's a celebration, man. It should be about you anyway, man. You know, you you put in a lot of work yeah, for this, I, right? You're the bell of the ball, man. It's like you gotta make sure that everybody gets a little something of you in a moment like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Bell of the ball, like that. Uh, yeah, man, you should come on out. Uh, I'll put you on the guest list for sure today. I appreciate it, man. I, hey, if, hey, that's all you need to tell me, man. If I don't have to pay, I'm fucking there, man. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Free cow. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. Free food in the 
That's what they. <laughs> right. That's one thing I think that journalists and, and, and comedians definitely have a like. Like, you give us free shit, we're there. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so many similarities from what, what we do. You know, there's, uh, starting yeah, if you're lucky, yeah, and you gotta put, yeah, you gotta, you gotta work your ass off and be really lucky at the same time. But you know, and, and also like, definitely, definitely, and also it's like we can't picture doing anything else. Like in a lot of ways, because we don't have any other talents. But you know, we also just, you know, we have this urge to do this shit that we do. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Jordan comes, Michael Jordan comes fly with me on, they talk to his dad, dad said, well, I knew he was going to have to be an athlete because if he had to work for the star, and I think about that with myself, because <laughs> that was a real skill, so I had to work, I had to do something in the field of entertainment, because if I had to pick up a hammer or something like that, I'm going to work out for me. That's right, that's right. And... You know, like before we get into the the baseball stuff, which I definitely want to get into. How how was your Father's Day? Because you know, uh, we just coming off of Father's Day, and you're you know you're I know you're a proud dad, and you know, like I say you're cel- still celebrating your second son coming into the world. So how how was Father's Day for you, and and how is it like for you now as a as a dad with multiple kids? George Wilborn? Yeah, George Wilborn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure, there's a moment that you're gonna have pretty soon in your future. Yeah, I'll be in my future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, it's you know, looking at looking at where you're at right now, man. It has to be pretty uh, satisfying. Like I say, we, you know, you've made the moves that you made, and you know, you're, you're building and you're, and you're getting 
you're getting things done, you're advancing your career, you know, what, I'm just trying to think of what, what's, what's next for you, what are you trying to build off of this, with, with this, uh, at this point right now, what's, what's, uh, what do you, you know, other type of marks are you looking to get ahead of you, I, I, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're getting more acting spots done too, that has to be pretty cool. talk about my shoes. Yeah, I know I could have made fun of your shirt next. I wouldn't write for your mom because she's a stupid whore. And she raised an asshole who makes fun of nice shoes. You're stupid. I fucking hate you. That's, that's taking things too far. You can't, you can't raise kids when you still have that mindset. Because as we all know, little kids say mean things to their parents. They say mean things. I'm afraid I'm going to some little five-year-old look up at me and be like, I hate you, daddy. And I'm going to be like, yeah? Well, you were $450 away from not existing. Okay? <laughs> So why don't you go to bed when Papa says to go to bed? How about that, all right? You were this close, okay? I didn't have the money then, but you were this close. So why don't you go to fucking bed? I noticed some people are a little offended by that joke. I, uh, I just want to say I'm assuming you're offended because it no longer costs $450. And the inaccuracy is what offends you about the joke, okay? Because it's 2014, I thought. A little more pro-choice. So that's why 
lot of, a lot of my guests, not all my guests, but I'd say 90% of the guests on my podcast have been comedians, but they're not comedians on too. Because uh, I just want to like, you know, help people help me. So I kind of want to keep going down that road. Um, I have some ideas for like, some charity shows. I want to like it back. Um, stuff like that. Uh, but it's just, it's just still on the same path. Keep, um, keep coming up with new stuff. Keep, you know, um, podcast, web series, YouTube. Um, you know, the acting stuff is the top. But as far as like, a big project goes, I don't really, I don't really know. I kind of want to see how this album plays out before I, you know, come up with a real master plan of uh, what's next. Okay, that's what's up, man. It, it, you know, slow motion is better than no motion, man. And, and you know, I, 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 you know, from knowing how you get how you get down, man. You know, you, you're, you're in it for the right reasons, doing what you're doing for the right reasons. And uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna look forward to see whatever you got coming down the pipe, man. Thanks, thanks, appreciate that. All right, but Joe, man, before we go out, man, we, we uh, you know, you say you're a real Chicago guy, you know, a, a big Cubs fan. Cubs and White Sox doing the crosstown rivalry uh, this this week, man. Uh, Got to talk to you, man, about your about your team, man. I I don't know, man. It's times where they look good, and it's other times where it's like, man, are, are they really measuring up to the top teams, man? They had a rough series out there in LA this weekend, man. You know, what, what do you think about what do you think about the Cubbies right there? Started the game, and he started the game. 
Turner Field. Hayward was 27 or 20, yeah, 27. Grizzly 26, Brian 24. Like the whole team was in their 20s. They shouldn't have won that quickly. They did. And so now that they do stuff that young people do, everyone's like, well, they won the World Series. They should know better now. Um, so young. Young people are, are dumb. Yeah. 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 And uh, like you say, they it's 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 sort of a mix of you know you have that potential and you know how good they can be, but there's but you still have a lot of guys who can grow and who you know they they just have to go through certain things before or they, or they're in need of a certain type of presence that they had back in that year that they don't have now. Like you say, the, the presence of a, of a grizzled guy like Ross or, you know, you know, just other type of other types of people who can look at things in different ways, you know, that, you know, maybe it's they're in need of that. But I, I think when I look at that team, I see, I just see a team that maybe because you have like, you still have Kimbrel to come, that's going to be let into the fold, and that's that's going to be like a mid-season pickup thing. And you have, you know, maybe they'll do some other deals, you know, before the end of July. And you know, I, I just foresee, I kind of foresee them being a team that gets hot in the second half of the year, and uh, you know, just take it take it in that way, take you no know, run into the, run into the the postseason. As a hot team, and uh, you know, maybe they maybe they only have like 90 wins or so, but they get enough to get in the postseason, and they play their best ball in the in the fall. You know, I'm, that's yeah, that's, that's the way I like it definitely better. Man. I mean, it's nice to hear the team like the Red Sox last year. They were the best in baseball whole year. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I thought about this, you know, with the White Sox, people get asking who's the next person they're going to trade, because even though the Sox are playing really well right now, they're still, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year, but next year, it's going to be that year. So who would you move? And I hear people saying, oh, maybe they'll move their Brayu, but then people close to the White Sox think they want to see him, because he could be like that veteran presence with young players, and I guess Yeah. They got on a real nice deal to be kind of cute, but they got like 60 years, 66 million, which is like a lot of money a year, which is not much longer. Not at all. And he's leading the league, he, he's leading the AL in RBIs, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a big hitter, he tries to run, he's a run producer, and you know, guys like Steve Boy and Makata, they're going to be like, oh, this is the guy we can talk to when we're swapping. Because I think that's what they're really needing. Uh, I think the Cubs want to need that, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't talk to them how are they hitting 500 one week and 200 the next week? Especially since like, so many of the guys are better. You know, Contreras is better in 2019 than he was in 2018. He only played half of 2019. Maya is way better now than he was in 2019. Yeah. The only player you can say is worse is maybe Edison Russell, but he's not even a full time player anymore. He's got all the personal stuff. I wish he was full time. Because he's not even good anymore. Like, he doesn't have that promise of being a guy where you're like, oh. Right, right. Right. 
kid. Schwarber missed all of Swing team basically. He played like the first three games, hurt his knee throughout the whole year, came back for the World Series. Yep. But you could argue that Dexter Fowler was an ingredient. Maybe they need that speedy leadoff hitter. I think he was only a few bags in here. Maybe they need that consistent leadoff hitter at the top of the lineup. He's going to get on baby with stuff like that. So you never know. You know what I'm saying? That's going to trade no longer Para in Houston. And no longer Sia Para was a hero in Boston. But you never know what that is. You just don't know what that is. You see things that other people don't see. Which is why he's yeah he is and he deserves all the props but i gotta ask you about eloy though he's gonna you know you guys are gonna see him in the, at the white Sox jersey now there's there has to wrench at you guys a little bit you know i, I don't I'm, I, I'm around white Sox fans all the time you know d and davis we're all white Sox guys i have to I have to ask you as a cubs guy man what is it like to look at eloy and see that he's he is really progressing now. Yeah, I mean, he looked really good the last week or so. He's got like nine home runs now, I think. Um, yeah, you know, it's the beginning of the year. He's really good at all. I'm thinking, who knows? With prospects, I just trust that. So, you know, the client guy in the street, you know, he's going to and train them off. Then I think they'll find those type of guys again. So, I'm okay with it now. Now, if this was the Cubs that I grew up with, you know what I mean? Yeah, you <laughs> would have no faith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's up straight John Garland. The first one was the next Karchner who was okay, bullpen arm, wasn't even okay with us, terrible with the Cubs. And Garland would have to be a big piece of the starting rotation on the World Series. Yep. Then, like, during those days, I would have been freaking out about a guy like Eboy. Uh, and I'm like, John, what does Exactly. Yeah. That's really the heart of it, like the health stuff and the health stuff in particular with the with the pitching. 
Like, even if it was just, you know, you, you had all this stuff already with Kopech and everything, I think if this team had Rodon available right now, you could make a good run at one of the wild card spots. But, you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. What, what did you think about that that thing with uh, last week with uh, um, Bump Gardner and the and the the kid from LA? <laughs> that was. Yeah. I talked about this on my podcast. I think he was like 29. For some Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Emotion, emotion is cool. Like, and you know, it, and I think he, I think Bumgarner did have a, a good point in saying that I should be able to show my emotion too, just like the the batters do. But like he said, we shouldn't have people be, you know, having uh, 100 mile an hour pitches be thrown at their head and you no know, risk brain injury just because you got showed up, you know? Yeah. Right. That's that's some jerk off stuff there. I think with the batters, you know, I guess you could do a bat flip like if you hit a, a solo shot in a second, but more you you set you want to save it more for that grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You know what I mean? Like for a pitcher, like if, if you throw a perfect game or if you strike out twenty, then yeah, you you could fuck the mound if you want. <laughs> but like you yeah. said, if you if you if you just if you just struck out the side in the third inning. 
just you know give a little fist pump and head out head back to the to the dugout yeah i agree yeah there definitely needs to be some kind of sort of pump because if you want that your back look at every element then it's i don't know maybe it won't be as cool no you gotta like you gotta switch it up like that's why i like about football especially with the bears defense the bears would pump with this Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, have a, you gotta be different every time. So you know, if you don't run the second inning, you know, you want to do a little fist pump, a, a little something that's fine. But I think you guys here for the big moment. But if you if you try to make every moment a big moment, then no moment is a big moment. Yeah, that's 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 well said, man. That's well said, definitely. Yeah, it's like it's like you can't take your girls to a steak dinner every night. And then you set yourself up for disaster. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to take steak for granted, and you don't want to take game winning home runs for granted either, man. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm definitely, uh, I definitely want to take home runs for granted either, man. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of entertaining to see a guy around me first base and the picture would be like fuck you man. fuck you back and swearing and then um, once he hits the line where it's like dude want me to celebrate I'm going to fall into the ocean like I thought that was kind of funny exactly um, yeah that shit is fun man that's that's what's fun it should be like like people like you know we we, we the, the white guys you got you can't be too uptight man you out there playing the game you know you're not you're not the, you're not the police in the game, you know. You're playing the game, you know. Have fun and be like, the, be like the brothers, be like the Latin guys, and you know, ask, add your own spice to the game, you know. Yeah, I think Bucky might be Jewish. Maybe the Jewish guys. <laughs> <laughs> he could, yeah, he could do a little dreidel dance or something, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bernie Carpenter does that, but so, but yeah, man, I agree. I, I like the way the um, Latin players play the game, and. Um, but it's show it's good it's good that yeah, there is like right let the kids play yeah it's good that there's a variety amongst we, we can't stereotype you guys all the way you know And it probably was like 90 degrees and shit. <laughs> Just like they had court. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
a three pointer, you're kind of like a flasher in the air. Although I guess if you put that three sign in the air, I guess that's the white power sign now. <laughs> right. Anymore. Yeah, you, you got to be careful with that now. Yeah. Yeah, the other, you can be okay sign. I mean, people feel it now. Come out. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Joe, man, I, I love talking about talking with you, man. We got to do something again soon, man. Maybe, maybe uh, we could bring me and the guys on with on the pub with you sometime, man. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him about it, man. We got to, yeah, we got to make something happen. But definitely, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to come down Friday and uh, celebrate the, celebrate the, uh, the release with you, man. Uh, let everybody know how they can find you on, uh, on social media and uh, your podcast and stuff. You know, give them, give them the whole spiel. Definitely check him out, man. He's a killer. Kill Gallon, my man. Good uh man, congratulations again on on everything you're doing, man. And uh I said wish you the best, man, going forward. Good luck to the you know, good luck to the Cubbies in, in the Crosstown series. And uh <laughs> and yeah, man, we'll Nah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm just glad that someone like you was willing to come on with us, man. Going back to when we were we were still doing the show at uh at the school at the school, and you know coming on with me, man. You know taking your time here with this call, man. I appreciate you. So uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. And uh, definitely, I'm I'm down to help you out whatever with anything. Thank you, man. You two keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me out. Great time to talk to you about uh, important topics, man. For sure, man. Joe Kill Gallon. We are Regal Radio.com, War on Anchor. This is Kyle Means signing off. Y'all enjoy uh, enjoy your week. Have a good one, and I'll holler at you soon.